Welcome to the Will Preach for Food podcast. I'm Doug. I'm a pastor here at Faith Lutheran Church. We're a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We're based out of beautiful Shelton, Washington. Great Expectations is this week's podcast title. That EHR you see in the parens stands for Emotionally Healthy Relationships. This fall, Faith Lutheran is leaning into our congregation's vision and dream to become closer to and more like Jesus. Today's message is the second in an eight-week preaching, devotional, and small group series based on the work of Pete and Jerry Scazzaro. You can learn more about faith and about emotionally healthy relationships at our website, www.faithshelton.org. Thanks for listening today. So, last week we began where it starts. (laughs) It starts and ends with love. The agape love of God is for us and what we were made for. We talked about the importance of quiet time with God, drinking deep from the well of God's love so that we can love well. And an understanding that love like this never feels like enough. Yet love like this is what the world is dying for. So now we are in session two in the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course. And we're going to talk about resisting the tendency both to think that we know what other people are thinking and the tendency to think that other people know what we're thinking. So we're going to learn tools to help us stop mind reading and to clarify expectations. We're going to see how Jesus does it, and then I'll leave you with some ways that we can put this into practice for the week. Let's begin with a reading from Luke chapter 18, beginning at verse 31. Jesus took the twelve aside And told them, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that's written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of this because the meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. Well, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they also praised God. Here ends the reading. Sisters and brothers in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, as we look at tools and skills and language for how to love well, how to grow closer to and more like Jesus in our relating with others, today's lesson really is two sides of the same coin. That is, when we try to read minds, we falsely believe that we can actually know what someone else is thinking. And when we don't clarify expectations, we're holding up this false belief that other people can know what we're thinking. Have you ever had someone come up to you and and say, I know just how you feel, or I know just what you're thinking? 
You ever notice how annoying that is? And then do you notice how often you do it to other people? (laughs) Yet it's a pretty common thing. Most of us have a tendency to do this sort of thing. Now, partly because we can make some generalizations about people, right? And a good friend or a good therapist can often read a situation, can notice your body language, and get a pretty good idea of what's going on in that head of yours or in that heart of yours. The problem is when we make assumptions about what other people are thinking or feeling, and then we respond to that person based on my assumptions. That's what we're talking about, mind reading. And it makes the top 10 list of sins in the Bible. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's the eighth commandment. Because when we make assumptions about another person, we are literally bearing, we're, we're, bearing, we're carrying a false account of, of who they are, of what they think, of how they're feeling. Even if it's true, it's not theirs. It's my perception of their reality. So, emotionally healthy relationships teach us how to stop mind reading. And, and it gives a, a couple of phrases uh, to have for conversations. The first is, uh, is to say something like, may I have permission to read your mind? And then the person says yes. And then, and then you say, I think that you think blank. And then you kind of clarify, is that correct? And then they can respond to you. I think that you think. Am I correct? Or the way I might say it is something like this. I'd I'd like to check out something with you. See, the story I'm telling myself right now is that blank. And I'm wondering if I'm reading the situation correctly. And then the person has an opportunity to respond. The story I'm telling myself is that. And I'm wondering then how you see the situation or if I'm reading the situation correctly. See, the Eighth Commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. In the small catechism, we're taught that we are to fear and love God so that we do not betray, slander, or lie about our neighbors. But we're to defend them, speak well of them, and explain their actions in the kindest way. The first step is to stop mind reading. And in the meantime, give people the benefit of the doubt and explain their actions in the kindest way. Stop mind reading is the first side of the coin, the other side of the coin, then clarify expectations. Tell others what you're expecting of them and ask others to clarify what they're wanting from you. Ask for what you want. We said to our kids over and over again, ask for what you want. It's not selfish, it's healthy communication. Relating well means getting rid of or exposing hidden agendas. In the Emotionally Healthy Relationship lesson this week, the million-dollar question has to do with whether or not an expectation that I hold is valid. So the Schizeros teach us to ask four questions to evaluate our expectations. The first is, am I aware that I have this expectation? Second, have I clearly communicated this expectation? The third, is it a reasonable expectation? And finally, is it an agreed-upon expectation? So, uh, you may expect uh, your friend to pick up the check after lunch, right? And, and you may tell them that it's your expectation that they're going to buy lunch. You may, uh, it may be within their means to buy you lunch. But if they never agreed to buy lunch, well, then your expectation isn't valid. 
Now, if they had said that they would buy lunch and then they don't, well, then you go back to the mind reading part and you, and you might say something like, you know, the story I'm telling myself right now, <laughs> help me understand. Stop mind reading and clarify expectations. So, if there was ever anyone who actually could read minds, it might have been Jesus. You know, it's that whole Son of God thing. So when we read in Luke chapter 18 this story about a blind beggar outside of Jericho, it it sticks out in, in the story that Jesus very intentionally does not try to read the guy's mind. There's a man crying out to Jesus to show him some mercy. Son of David, that's a title that identifies Jesus as a Messiah, one sent from God who would restore Israel and rule justly, just like King David in the good old days. So Jesus stops and asks the man, what do you want me to do for you? The man says to Jesus that he wants to receive his sight. Jesus agrees, the man receives his sight, and there is much rejoicing. Notice how this lines up with what we're talking about in emotionally healthy relationships. Jesus looks at the man, he talks to him, not about him. He doesn't try to read his mind, he clarifies expectations, The man, he gives the man his voice, then he gives the man his sight, and God is glorified. God is glorified when we practice emotionally healthy relationships. You can even go a step further back, and as Jesus is talking with his disciples, he's clarifying his expectations with them. They're going to go to Jerusalem, he tells them, and it's going to be really hard, he tells them. He's going to be handed over to be arrested and killed. Ironically, because Jesus wasn't meeting the expectations of what a proper son of David Messiah should look like among the leaders of the Jewish people at that time. And while he tells them that in the end he's going to rise from the dead, that's pretty hard for them to hear when all they're thinking about is that flogging and killing part. And that's how it is, right? When we're anxious, we can't really listen very well to what other people are telling us. So, five takeaways for today. The first, stop mind reading. If even Jesus doesn't try it, we shouldn't either. Check out the story you're telling yourself with the person directly, and in the meantime, give others the benefit of the doubt. Second, clarify expectations. Notice if an expectation you hold is unconscious, unspoken, unreasonable, or unagreed upon. Ask for what you want, invite others to state their expectations, and then listen well. Third, there's a lot to be said for giving people their voice, making sure that every voice is given dignity and a platform, like how Jesus honors the blind beggar. How do we make sure that we make spaces for voices around us that are often silenced? Uh, we've got an orange banner in our, in our sanctuary. It's about raising awareness of the needless and tragic deaths of hundreds of indigenous children whose unmarked graves were found, recently found in boarding schools, Christian boarding schools across Canada and the United States. Advocacy, one of the roles of the church, is to give people their voice so that they are heard and seen. Fourth, just a reminder, and we see it here again, that when we make love our chief end and goal, we will be a disappointment to others. We won't meet their expectations. It might get us mocked, insulted, spit upon, and even killed. 
And finally, even if you don't participate in an emotionally healthy small group, you are loved. (laughs) If you never look at an emotionally healthy 40-day devotional or if you never manage to spend daily quiet time, you are loved. If you continue to try to read minds and carry around unrealistic expectations of yourself or your pastor or others or God, you are loved. Here is a gospel promise for you. And this is from Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 4. Because of God's great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's poemas, God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So thanks for listening, folks. EHR resources, small groups, schedules, and sign-ups are at Faith and on our website, www.faithshelton.org. Keep listening to this podcast for more in this Emotionally Healthy Relationship series. It's available on most podcast platforms, including Spotify and Google. Uh, Preview the EHR videos on our YouTube channel. And while you're there, you can like us, subscribe, donate, or sign up for our newsletter. Thanks, Chaz and Nadia, for your production and tech support for this podcast. And God bless and keep each and every one of you this day and always. Amen. Mm -hmm.